afternoon and welcome to the Hawks Championship Center where in one hour Nebraska will name their 31st head football coaches. Matt Rural will be introduced behind us as we uh, get ready to listen to a new era of Husker football. A gentleman who has had very good success at a couple stops in college, Temple and Baylor, and then uh, just recently in the National Football League with the Carolina Panthers. Joined by Damon Benning and Jessica Cootie will be with you for the next hour as we get you set up to hear from the man himself here in about 60 minutes. He and his family landed in Lincoln earlier this morning. He has been through a car wash of things here at the stadium in the last couple of hours. A lot of picture taking, a lot of, uh, he met with the football team a few minutes ago and now is enjoying lunch before making his way over here to the Hawks Championship Center. Let's start. Damon, your thoughts about the hiring that Trev Alberts has made. Well, I'm happy. And, I, and when I look at it relative, because I think context matters. And when you look at the rest of the landscape of college football, uh, what's going on in Wisconsin, what's going on in Auburn, what's going on with some other schools around the country. Trev managed to get his guy stay out of the distractional fray and give his interim head coach every chance to be successful in the meantime. So when I look at the productivity of the search and the quality of coach that you come out with, uh, I'm pretty happy about that. I definitely think context matters. Jessica, it was amazing. People kept asking us. Who's it going to be? We didn't, there was nothing to nothing. talk about. Yeah, and even when Trev would come in for his his monthly uh, AD shows on Sports Nightly, I mean, it was nothing. It was so tight-lipped, and everybody thought that we had some inside info. We absolutely did not. But I got to tell you, when as soon as it became official with Coach Rule, I have two really good friends that worked with him at Baylor and said, you guys got a good one, and you guys are going to love working with Coach Rule. So I I'm excited and saw what he did. I was at Oklahoma when he took over the head job at Baylor, and boy, it was in shambles. I mean, they it was in such a bad place after Art Bryles had left and, and with the scandals and all of that. And I think he had one recruit in the 2017 class and a lot of the freshmen wanted out. And it was one of those things where you thought Baylor is going to be that team that people want to host for homecoming, right? I mean, I know that's more of a, a high school thing, but uh, how is Baylor going to come back from this? And boy, it took him one season. You could already see the turnaround and as far as how they played, the mental toughness, how um, you know hard they, they played every single game. And in three years, boy, they're playing for a Big 12 title. It was really impressive to see. I want to go one more time with you before we get back to Damon about what Damon said about this search was able to happen without really distracting the current team. Yeah. And I don't. I hope we just don't completely forget that that team went out and just won a nice football game on Friday. That was and I don't think that would have happened had there been more noise out there about the search. Yeah, I mean, just so much kudos and praise and shout outs to the coaching staff that was here and Mickey Joe for leading the way, but also those players that were in that locker room, you know, I'd said it from the start of summer and when I started doing these interviews, how much I liked this team and how much they liked each other and how much they loved being together in that locker room and how much they loved going to battle together. And while the scoreboard didn't come out the right way of, of what they had hoped when they set out on this season, they stuck together. And I was so glad that that group of guys was able to walk off the field together with that win. And some of those seniors that really helped Mickey. I mean, we've heard stories of how Mickey Joseph had called Travis Vokalek, Garrett Nelson, uh, you know, Miles Farmer, some of these leaders in and said, hey, I need you to help lead this football team. And boy, they, they got behind him and they stayed locked in. And I was so happy for some of those guys that play their final game in a Nebraska uniform that were able to walk off the field. It was just, it was so awesome to see their, how elated they were 
how it was almost like the weight of the world had been lifted off that they they got that win uh, that win and a big win over Iowa at that. I, I won't forget the dash to go get the trophy. That, <laughs> I know, that right? Was a really cool moment. I didn't know that was happening. By the way, that I was, was like that was really special. <laughs> Damon, the, probably one of the first questions that's going to be asked here in the next hour is going to be about Mickey Joseph. Where do you, do you got a sense of where that's headed? Yeah, I, I think actually it, it'll be one of those deals where I think Mickey, given his druthers, would stay. Uh, I think his family likes it here. Uh, I know that the, the schooling was important to the kids. They're they're comfortable, and I don't think he really wants to uproot his family. But at the end of the day, as you know and Jess knows, it's business. And so um, he's going to have a ton of options. Um, but I really hope that they find a way to, to, to reach an agreement to keep Coach Joseph here because I think ideally – that would be his, that's preference 1A for him. Husker Nation loves this guy. He did yeah. a great job. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's pretty understated, especially for a coach that, that didn't have a winning record for uh, the folks that are keeping track of that sort of thing. But you and I and, and just know how far away this team was when he took over. Uh, he got a defense to play well with Coach Bush where they had three of the four last games. Those teams had zero. At, on the scoreboard at the half. Uh, the offense found ways to, to, to be a little more than serviceable at times without the quarterback that this offense was built around. And the kids played hard every week. When you, when you look at the emotional highs and lows that this team had and where Coach Joseph got them in order to have some consistency, it's more than admirable. It's impressive to say the least. And I'll, I'll say this, too, in, in terms of uh, keeping Coach Joseph and a couple of guys on the staff. I mean, we'll see, uh, listen to Coach Will give a speech about how important it is building his staff, and, and that's going to be what we'll be watching really closely from here on out, right? But, but one of the things that he did at Baylor is he brought on guys that he hadn't worked with before that knew the Texas area. And I think it will be important for him to have guys that are familiar with Nebraska and this program. And so, yeah, we'll see uh, which guys keep on. But I, I think Mickey Joseph would be absolutely a monumental piece to keep because a lot of the guys we're going to talk about recruiting and recruiting these high school guys but you're also going to have to recruit some of these guys that are in this locker room right now right and I think a lot of right. these guys that are in this locker room stay if Mickey Joseph stays and you know with the days of the transfer portal who knows you know but I think a lot of players love playing for Mickey and would stay if he was part of the staff. Matt Rule is very successful, Damon, recruiting the state of Texas. Yeah. And I think Nebraska, when we left the Big 12, kind of said, you know, we probably need to make our move to the upper Midwest, recruit where we're going to play. But I got a sense maybe getting back in that state more. Yeah, he definitely has connections. And I think the cool thing about Coach Rule is, you know, Jess was doing a roster breakdown uh, the last couple of days. And uh, she's spot on with what the numbers come back and show you that he has he has done a very good job of understanding the areas that he's in. When he was at uh, Temple, those rosters were primarily from the Northeast. When he was at Texas, they were primarily from the state of Texas. And so geographically, I think he's found a way to morph and be kind of a chameleon to what is going to suit his team's talents. So I would think that that would be very consistent. He will recruit the Midwest and take advantage of the ties that he has in the state of Texas. Greg, I actually have those numbers. So in 2017, he had 118 players on the roster. There was just 24 players that were not from the state of Texas. In 2018, just 23 players that were not from the state of Texas. And in 2019, 30 players. But overall, in those three rosters, it was 80% of the 
roster was from the state of Texas. So I went to the Temple roster in 2016, his last roster in uh, there at Temple. 124 players, 85 were from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, of course, Temple right there on the border of New Jersey and Pennsylvania. But if you add New York and Maryland, who that states that border uh, Pennsylvania, over 80%. And so I do think he's going to make Nebraska a priority and, and, you know, get these kids in this state too. But that pipeline to Texas certainly uh, would be huge, right? That's where all the population is. And there's already been three offers that have gone out from this staff, the new staff from Coach Rule in the last 24, 48 hours. Yeah, definitely busy. And I think roster management is an underappreciated skill set for head coaches. You can't leave that to anybody else. I think you have to know full well, full well where you are numbers-wise, uh, what position needs are, and where your depth is. Because this isn't a program that's going to be about junior colleges and the transfer portal. He's a development mm -hmm. guy that loves to get kids better. And understanding your roster management from where guys are will be crucial. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at, again, those recruiting classes that he had at, at Baylor, a lot of the five stars were going to Texas, Texas A&M, right? You know, and, and we make a big deal about the stars, but a lot of really good players were three stars, two stars that were developed in college, and I think that's that's very important to Coach Rule and the staff that he'll bring in. And Trev made that comment several times in the last month or so. This is going to be a bit of a rebuild job. This yeah. is not just coming and keep on moving. This that's And I think Nebraskans, Damon, have to kind of step back and have a little bit of sense of where this program is right now and there is a lot of rebuilding to be done here yeah. unfortunately there is especially in the offensive and defensive lines you can get enough skill guys to kind of keep yourself in the hunt but if you want long-term sustainability it's got to be through your offensive and defensive lines and I think coach rule and his staff will understand that and and I know there's this temptation to look at how, the manner in which games were played the last couple of years close one score games you looked pretty good at in spurts, just a few more good players. And you couple that with where the Big Ten West is right now and its shift. Northwestern going to have to revisit where their program is. Wisconsin making a change. Iowa going to have to address where their program is. Uh, Minnesota kind of just status quo. Illinois, are they there? Not sure. A lot of those guys were Coach Smith. So when you look at where it is, I just don't know if Nebraska fans can rally around Purdue playing in the Big Ten West Championship, you know, representing the Big Ten West. So the tug to look at the West and think it's right for the pickings versus where your roster is realistically, they're going to have to buoy those two things. I think it's been crazy, too, though, to see, again, just the national interest in this hire at Nebraska. And you're going to hear Dusty Dvorak here in a little bit. He's an ESPN analyst at just how college football is better when Nebraska is good, right? And so we joke all the time about people say, oh, Nebraska's irrelevant. But look how much attention was paid on this coaching search and this hire over the last 48 hours. Got the lead on one of the leads on game day. Yeah. On Saturday. So, hey, our coverage today brought to you by Woodhouse. Shop Woodhouse first 18 brands, 16 convenient locations. Simplify car buying to save you time. Shop finance by online at woodhouse.com. You know, one of the things that I really took note of that you hear a lot from a lot of people that know Coach Rule and how he runs his program is that toughness, that mentality. And he's a no nonsense kind of guy, and he wants his players to play like that. Absolutely. And I think that's what Nebraska fans want to see from this group here is more toughness. And, you know, this is a guy, Damon who played the Big Ten Conference, so he understands it. I think some people think, oh, is it Baylor and then the NFL? But his deep, deep roots are in Big Ten country. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he understands where he is and what he's doing. And he's shown that on multiple occasions. It's not just with his roster 
makeup, but it's the style of football too. You take a deeper dive into him statistically. He he typically starts a little run heavy. He did it both at Temple and at Baylor. And as the tenure went on, he became a little bit more balanced. But he looks to be about a 55, 45 kind of guy, maybe 53, 47 if you get into the weed weeds. And so I think he understands in order to win here, it takes good toughness, it takes being able to run the ball, and it takes being able to stop the run. And that's a lot of who his personality is. To be clear, you're not saying the fullback is coming back, <laughs> right? I won't go as far as to get everybody started on that, but we're close. <laughs> Folks, the East Plaza is filling up. A lot of fans waiting out there for the new football coach to make a little appearance. Appearance. Uh, here's some pictures from over there. Herbie's uh, there chanting them on. Uh, coach is going to be dropped off there with his family. They're going to make their walk by the Devaney statue over there and come in. Oh, love that outfit right there. That's fantastic. Uh, that's going to happen here in about uh, five minutes is when that unity walk uh, will be taking place. So if you're listening to us, watching us on our YouTube stream, and you want to race over there, you still have time. The band's out there. A pretty good production, Jessica, to, to kind of welcome the new coach to town. Absolutely. You know, I was down there on the field when he went down there to take some pictures and do some promo videos and I was chatting with his son and he his son was telling me he was the one by the way that when Matt Roll went on that interview and said that his son said dad you need to coach you belong in coaching right you need to get back to it and so I was chatting with him about it and boy he had already commented about how great the fans are I was like just wait you're just getting a, a small taste of it I can't wait to see what his reaction is seeing those fans uh, welcome him in David we got a couple of questions for you in the Facebook chat so this one's from Brandon Temple and Baylor aside what is a reasonable expectation for coach rule in year one well I think you want Nebraska to, to be extremely competitive in the Big Ten West I don't think I think if they found a way to stay in close games this year, I don't think there's any reason why they can't a year from now. The, the conference, this division is in flux. I think it's in a little transition, and I fully expect him to look competitive in year one. All right, here's one more for you. Um, what does he think of the possible assistance? It sounds like we are on our way on, uh, or who else we might see role add. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what happens defensively, especially if he if he's reunited again with a guy like Coach Collins, uh, who we had at Mississippi State in Florida, uh, who were at Mississippi State in Florida, and, and just recently let go at Georgia Tech. And of course, all eyes are on what happens here with Coach Joseph, I think, as well to help solidify the staff. So he's been so many places, and he's so well-traveled. Uh, keep an eye at with what happens at the running back spot in Carolina, too. He's got a really good relationship with a few guys left on that staff. So uh, I think within the next week it'll start to firm up because he knows he's got to get going with recruiting right around the corner. It's Greg Sharp along with Damon Benning and Jessica Cootie. We are inside the Hawks Championship Center getting ready for the introduction of Matt Rule as Nebraska's 31st football coach. That'll be at the bottom of the hour, so 30 more minutes. People string, straggling in behind us. A lot of the media getting set up. Former players here uh, to t take their look. And I would guess we'll see some of the current players maybe make their way in here. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. Uh, coach Rule had met with some of the current players on this roster earlier today. And, uh, you know, it, it, that's going to be fascinating. We, we've talked about a lot of the high school recruiting, which also, too, a lot of those guys can come on campus here right. these, these next couple of weekends here in December. Even the ones that have already taken official visits here, that's a rule with the NCAA. If there's a coaching change, you can come back and, and revisit the school. So we're going to have a lot of recruits on campus as well, in addition to some of those guys going out and about. But yeah, you've you got to recruit a lot of these current players. There's a lot of young players on, defense, on the defensive side of the
the ball, right? A lot of young freshmen, Ernest Hausman, Malcolm Hartog. We've seen a lot of young players that stepped up and made an impact uh, this season. H.H. Allen, a freshman running back. And so there's some really good pieces that are already in place on this roster that you have to start recruiting there, right? And, and then also get those, um, those freshmen and those incoming recruits and, and build that class as well. Damon, who was this close to saying the fullback's coming back. <laughs> It's got to be along the lines, right? That's got to be a big focus in the next three weeks. Absolutely. Defensively, for sure. You know you get Prohaska and Norens Norelli back, mm -hmm. which will be huge sure. potentially. Uh, Kevin Williams can come back and still has two years uh, after a medical. So the offensive line has some, some promise in terms of numbers. You definitely have to stockpile. But the defensive line is where Nebraska is going to have to make some hay. They are extremely thin after some tough classes in 19 and 20. Um, no question, but da uh, Brandon did have a follow-up that wanted to note that Damon has been a terrific addition to Husker game yeah. days. Have always loved his analysis and insight about the game. Love listening to him and Greg on Saturdays. Yeah, well, we had some fun on Saturday. Didn't we? I, I, and I got to say this. I, I, this isn't just blowing smoke. The way that the, you guys have taken me in, and, and I've always had a ton of respect for Greg, and I think he's extremely funny, which kind of fits in my wheelhouse. It's good balance because I sometimes will get technical. So I like the blend, and it has been, uh, you guys have been nothing short of fantastic. I don't know what you two were doing Saturday. I was on my couch. <laughs> yeah. Friday I was Sorry, Friday. 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 Friday, my working. bad, my yeah, bad. See, there he goes again. It's, I know. you got to watch him. He's he, kind of stealthy. Subtly, he he kind of lets us go out of, like, brother and sister, yep. and then all of a sudden he'll, like, get you in know there. My, my favorite thing about him is he can he can light the match, and then he'll slowly Step back, back, and back and away. You, yes, yes, he, he is, totally does fantastic. that. He's fantastic. I have no idea what they're talking about. Right now. Hey, got another question for you. This is from Caleb. What is the ideal quarterback for Nebraska going forward, which well, depends on the OC, right? Yeah, I think he's got to have some versatility, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm looking at the way Spencer Rattler played at South Carolina, I actually like it. He's mobile enough to keep you honest, but it's not the focal point of of the offense in terms of the quarterback run game. He's had to have some creativity, and South Carolina didn't get good offensively overnight, so he he had to have some patience, but I think it's a it's a dual threat quarterback that gives you the threat of the run, but is a pass first guy. And you mentioned South Carolina because there's some smoke out there that that may be where Matt Rule is looking for his offensive coordinator. We may get some definite answers from the the new head coach here at the bottom of the air. I'm told the unity walk is going on now with the coach on the east side. Is I'd kind of like to be over there right yeah, now. Yeah, that's a cool I deal. I should have left you guys and gone over there and been a part of this little thing. And again, saw them on the field earlier. How about his family decked out in, in red? Boy, they have uh, got it going on. Love the outfits today by the rural clan. Teenage boy and then two younger daughters is what he has. And I believe the teenage boy is in high school. Junior. Junior in high, high school. school. Uh, Trev Alberts is accompanying him, and uh, they're going to make their walk through and the band set up over there as well. So good-looking young family that now is going to be the first family of Husker football in about 30 minutes. Yeah, it is, uh, it's a heck of an honor and, and uh, really, really proud of the way that the search went on and, and kind of how it landed, especially for what Nebraska needs. It's all about fit. And let's hope that this one's the right one. Damon, we had talked a lot about Texas and how he wasn't from Texas, but he went in and won over those Texas high school football coaches and potentially maybe could open that pipeline back up. But again, as someone from Nebraska, you've got a son that plays high school football in Nebraska. How important is it to lock down this state first and foremost and get the talent here? Over the next three years, it's huge. Mm -hmm. The 24 class, the 25 class, and the 26 class is uber talented. 
with um, some high school stars. So I think that one will be huge. And Nebraska's already done a really good job of kind of establishing those roots. Guys like Kenny Wilhite, Vince Ginta, guys like that have really kind of spearheaded the local recruiting have done a good job in making sure that Nebraska's already got some good inroads. And the best way to really lock down your state, win. Uh, absolutely. That's, that's part of it, and that's one absolutely. of the things. When you're not winning, guys are going, well, I could go there, but I want to go to bowl games. I want to be in the national championship talk. And that hasn't been reality here for the last almost decade. That's definitely part of it. And I'm, I'm kind of getting reacclimated to what's important to young people and what isn't. And I was... Oh, surprisingly surprised at the level of how much winning matters. It, it, I didn't think it was kind of at the forefront early on, but the more that I'm watching it, I think it's right up there in terms of development as well, which is an underappreciated facet of recruiting. Players want to go someplace where I think they're going to get better and have the opportunity to do so. Coverage of the Matt Rule press conference from the Hawks Championship Center. Greg Sharp, Damon Benning, Jessica Cootie will join us from down on the field here in just a few minutes. Big day for Huskers. 31st head football coach about to be introduced to the crowd here today. And, oh, what a crowd. I mean, there's a who's who down there. Yeah, I'm, I am not surprised, but goodness gracious, on short notice, folks rallying. I mean, it just... It's kind of what makes this place unique. You can embrace the past, just don't be held captive by it. That's the key. And you saw the walk coming in the building, the, the distinctive walk of Johnny the yeah, Jet. Yeah, Johnny the Jet Rogers. I saw Steve Warren, Jay Foreman, Red Baron. I mean, there are a lot of guys down there that from all the Kelseys are here, uh, spanning a lot of different decades to support uh, Coach Rule. Coach Rural obviously was let go by the Carolina Panthers about two months ago, but there's been a long list of coaches, Damon, that have left the NFL, gone back to college, and done very, very well, including the guy who's playing for a Big Ten championship game this week in Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, although there's not a lot of direct correlations in terms of success rate of some key indicators, I think one thing's clear. Knowing who you are fundamentally and having some conviction are a couple of keys that I think are definitely portable. Yeah. Jessica Coody, Damon mentioned some of the stars that are down below. Jessica Coody standing by with one of the uh, great black shirts of all time. Our good friend Jay Foreman. Well, exciting day for the program. Your initial reaction to Matt Rule taking over as the head coach? Well, I think it's uh, it's good. Uh, you know, I think uh, the you know Matt's a good coach. His, his record stands and his. Uh, uh, you know, his prowess is, you know, right up there with anybody. So I think it's, it's good. The decision's made. And, um, you know, he loves the coach and loves to, you know, develop. And I think uh, where he's from, you know, upper PA and then also, uh, you know, I mean, the fact that he was a walk-on at Penn State, that's kind of one thing that I thought, you know, kind of let me know that he can kind of fit in right here. And Penn State is somewhat like Nebraska. And so I think it's, you know, it's a good, good match. And so time will tell. But I think he's going to come in and work and, and uh, represent real well. One thing that you hear about Matt Rule and, and what he wants his players to play with, the toughness and that mentality, and you got to love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, I know some people that work with him. Uh, they all swear by him. They'll be tough. They'll be physical. They'll be in shape. And he's going to develop on and off the field, too. It's not just what he's going to push them to do on the field. So I think that's just, just as important. And um, his standards are going to be high. I know there's going to be pressure on him and if he didn't like the pressure he wouldn't be here so you know I think that's uh shows you right there he's not scared of a challenge because it's a challenge right here and uh you know he's willing to take it 
You talked about development. How important is that for this staff that's coming in to, to be able to bring guys in and then develop them? Well, it's key. You know, I think, it, you know, he's going to look for football players uh, first, and that's what I think has been missing. The measurable game doesn't really work well around here. Um, so I, he has a long record of finding guys that he has a vision for in year two, three, and then obviously four, you know, four years down the road, and that's what we've always done when we were successful it still works here and I think that's something that he's done uh, everywhere he's been so um, you know I look forward to him doing it and um, you know I think he's going to have supportive people and I think he knows that you know his work will set uh, set the tone of everything else so you know I mean granted you know the pressure's great as you know <laughs> which everybody will be talking about at dinner time but I think with him he's going to come in and ready to work and, and the rest will be history. You're one of several players that are here today. Why was it important for you to be here to support Coach Rule here today? <laughs> well, well, one, I was summoned, the, the number, uh, number one. But number two, you know, you always uh, support Nebraska. And, uh, look, I understand how it is. It's coming in as an outsider. I'm from Minnesota. So, uh, you know, I'm not from Nebraska, and neither is he. Uh, but the pressure is there. And so I assume that, you know, he's going to need uh, all the support. Now, granted, he's, he's going to handle his business. But, you know, having guys here, knowing that he has people he can lean on or just kind of, you know, get a, you know, a handshake from is probably make his uh, job that much easier. So, you know, the, the least I could do is come down. And then just what about developing his staff? And, you know, he hasn't always just taken guys that he's always worked with. Right. I mean, how important is that as you, you know, move, build a program is, is the guys that you have around you? Yeah, I mean, that's key. I mean, his success is going to depend on the staff and then the players. And, uh, and you know, obviously he's going to have a big hand in it. So I think, that, you, you know, his ability to go from Rutgers, um, or not Rutgers, excuse me, Temple, down to, to, to Baylor, and do well, let you know that he, he reached outside of the norm and to be successful. So he's done it before, and he has a different way of thinking about it, but it all seems to work. And so um, I'm sure he'll you know mix some old, new, and, and some present, and everything will just hit the hopefully hit the ground running. Jay Foreman, appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. Greg, we'll send it back up to you. All right, thank you, Jessica. Jay Foreman is part of our Big Red Reaction Show here on the network, and that's a job that I don't envy. That's been tough to, to sit in there and take those calls after the games we've had in the last couple of years, but Jay's a, Jay's a good, solid guy. Yes, he is, and understands what it takes uh, because he's seen it. He was a volunteer here the last couple of years, or at least two years ago, and I think he's got a good pulse on what's happening with the staff and uh, providing some insight. And, again, there's a level of optimism uh, that we haven't seen in the last four or five years. Oh, Damon's mic did, went. Uh, we'll get we'll get that cleaned up there. Get to, he, Damon's been dropping the mic all day, so it's probably has something to do with it. It got uh, jammed or jimmied. We're about ten minutes away from the start of the press conference. You saw moments ago we had. Uh, uh, Matt Rule made a little unity walk of his own, came, uh, got dropped off on the east side of the stadium, walked through a, a throng of fans, several hundred fans. The band was out there. Herbie was out there. And then he addressed the crowd a little bit. They gave him a microphone. He was able to, to say thank you and great to be in Lincoln. Uh, now he's making his way toward the Hawks Championship Center for the bottom of the hour press conference. What we anticipate during the press conference, quick comments from Trev Alberts, the introduction of Matt Rule, and then whatever he wants to say, and then he's going to take questions. So you're going to be able to hear from the media and their questions, and then we will talk to the head coach uh, following uh, the press conference. So well, a lot coming your way here on the Huskers radio network and on our live stream on Huskers.com. We talked about Husker royalty being in the house. Three Heisman Trophy winners in Nebraska football history. The first was Johnny the Jet Rogers. He's standing by now with Jessica. All right, well, you guys were talking about stars down here. I found the star of the show, Heisman Johnny Rogers. Well, love the outfit. How you doing? Doing just fine. We're back in it to win it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody's having a party now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Coach Rules, the guy taking over this program, what was your initial thoughts of that? 
Well, after I looked over things, I seen that Coach Rule has a history of taking teams from a low level to a higher level. And so that's exactly the situation that we're in here right now. And I think that Mickey has a reputation for being a great recruiter. Uh, so I think now we have two spots uh, filled and the start of a good program. Why did you want to be here today to support him? Well, I want to support our program. I have nowhere else to go. <laughs> I can't support Oklahoma. <laughs> so I'm still in support of Nebraska. I, I think our future is so bright, we got to wear shades. Uh yeah, I mean, that part of it, too, just the development and, and getting this program back uh, where you, we all want it to be, right? How much right. do you believe that this program can get there? Well, I certainly believe that anything is possible, and uh, I think that we all want it. Uh, we have enough support always from our fan base. Uh, the alumni is, is always in the game. The regents are, are in there. I think everybody's thinking it's, it's time. It's time. We, we've uh, been down for so long uh, that we need to take a step up and get a running start, and you are what you think about most of the time, and most of the time we're thinking about winning. Toughness and mentality are some of the things that he had talked about. Of course, was a linebacker, Penn State, and it was from the East Coast. How important is that in the Big Ten to have that toughness, that grit when you go out there on the football field? Well, it's really important because you, you can't. You have to be the intimidator. You can't be intimidated. Mm -hmm. And uh, we we have not had a history of being intimidated. Uh, we have to go out here and show people what we're working with. You know, you can't talk about it. You got to go out here and do it and get it done week after week after week. It's not something that you just win. Sometimes we want to win all. The time. Uh, winning isn't everything, uh, but here in Nebraska, we rate it right up there with oxygen. It's pretty darn important. Well, what do you think about the setup and the turnout? And there's lots of fans that are outside. How about that? Well, I figured there'd be a lot of people here and a lot of support because we have support. We haven't won, but no one's given up. We, we, don't, we, we don't quit on anything big or small because it might become a habit. So we're, we're all in it to win it, and we really believe. Things come to you as you believe. You believe you can or you believe you can't. Wherever you believe, you're probably going to be right. And we certainly believe we can. Love it. Thanks for your time. We will. <laughs> we will. Love it. Every day is game day, y'all. <laughs> Every day. Every hey, day. and you brought your game day attire today. Oh, yeah. Well, this is what they gave me, so this is what I'm we're working with. <laughs> All right, Johnny Rogers, appreciate your time. Greg, back up to you. Oh, what an interesting experience the first time she's got a chance to talk to the Jet in all his glory. I hope she's okay. He's a he's the best. Isn't oh, he, he is. Oh he's, a, he's, a, he's a great ambassador for the program, and and uh, hopefully she caught up with all the one-liners and the uh -huh. little analogies because yeah. he's full of them. He does have a lot of those. We love we love Johnny. It's great to have him down here. Uh, just went by the uh, 50th anniversary of his Heisman Trophy win, so that was uh, amazing as well. Well, the, the new head coach uh, is in making some of the folks are making their way toward the building here and getting ready for an introduction of the 31st head football coach uh, for the Cornhuskers in Matt Rule. Trev Alberts will be doing the honors of that here in a few minutes inside the Hawks Championship Center. Uh, this is quite a place uh, for him, and this will be a big place that he'll get to know a lot of in the coming months. Yeah, it's always interesting. People think they know what they signed up for until they really get here. Hopefully, Coach Rule has been prepped <laughs> on the fervor of this fan base in the media because it, I think it is different once you're here. There's a good and there's a not so good, right? Because yeah. there's so much of a light that shines on Husker football year-round. We both have felt it for the last several decades, yeah. and you've got to be prepared for it. And I think he has, because he's had the bright lights of the NFL on him. I think that helped prepare That's him. why I keep mentioning the word conviction. You have to have some resolve and some conviction in the process, because it, there can be some times where you maybe second guess. Can't last for too long if you want to make it here. 
Jessica rejoins us back up on the, the main stage. Damon felt for you. He, he, Johnny threw you a lot of one-liners. That was not my first time talking to him. Oh, I thought I it was. I talked to him at Oklahoma last year, remember? <laughs> so, um, I mean, did you guys see his red jacket? Good. Yeah, he going always, on. He always dresses to the night. I told him we coordinate. We, we needed to take a pick. So. Oh, good to hear, careful good to hear from Jay Foreman, too. <laughs> yes, yep. Um, lots of former players on there. I was going to get a couple more, but, you know, the camera was getting set up for Coach Rule. He's already made his way into the building. He actually just walked by here, so uh, he'll be making his interest at any point. So the camera had to get ready to go. Yeah. Not, not far off from the start of this press conference with Matt Rule, who will be named the 31st head football coach of the Cornhuskers here in just a few moments by Trev Alberts. And again, Damon, credit to Trev. What a, a long search, the longest search in Husker football history to find this guy. And those of us who were doing some digging to try to find out some name stuff, we couldn't find it. He did a great job of keeping this under the wraps. Yeah, played it close to the vest while not being a distraction for his interim head coach and the current team, which I, I, I can't be understated. He's a total professional that believes in the process, and I think it revealed itself with today. And Matt Rule said that on his interview with Coach, uh, on College Game Day about how much respect he had for Mickey Joseph and the way that the team finished the season and they bought into what he had done. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think Husker fans, that's why so many fans have, have bought into him and, and love him and what he did is, is the way that this team came out and fought so hard every single week despite the adversity that they, they were going through. One of the questions I asked Joel Klatt was how much guys want to know who they're going to work for. And they have to feel comfortable working for a certain guy. To know that you're getting a former football player and a broadcaster in Trev Alberts, it's got to be a little comforting to know Absolutely. he knows how it needs to be done. It's a big deal. I, I don't care what level it is from high school to college to the NFL. Your bosses matter. You yeah. cannot operate onto an island. And I think with Trev and... I think sometimes the hard part for Trev is to not be more meddlesome, right? Talk scheme, talk philosophy, talk training regimen, because those are all things that he's very aware of and stays current with. So I think there's some reassurance there knowing that you've got a football guy. I think it's funny. When I first talked to Trev when he first got hired about how when he watches games, he doesn't want to be, you know, down and, and out and about and mingling. He wants to be yeah. watching where he can stay locked in. He's so competitive. Coach Osborne hated Having to do a lot of the things that an AD has to do yeah. during a game. He wanted to go sit in a suite and watch the game. He didn't want to have to go do an on-field presentation yeah. or shake hands. He goes, I want to watch the game and break this thing down. But I think that's important that your head football coach feels really comfortable with your AD. Yeah. And that AD understands what you're going through. Trev certainly does. They have some similarities in terms of their mindset, too. It's always about the process and doing your due diligence. They don't seem like either guy makes a lot of rash decisions or rushes to judgment. They, they trust the process and fall back on training. They'll definitely be able to share in that. You might have already talked about this. If I missed it, I apologize. If you're Matt Roll, what's the first order of business? What, what are you doing, I guess, at the, after today, tomorrow, the rest of this week? The order of operations is easy. Start to assemble your staff and get ready with recruiting. You have an open live period on Friday. You've got to be ready to go with your staff in terms of recruiting. Our coverage here on the Huskers Radio Network and on our Huskers.com stream is by presented by Woodhouse. Shop Woodhouse first 18 brands, 16 convenient locations, simplified car buying to save you time. Shop, finance, buy online at Woodhouse.com. I'm going to ask each of you, what question are you really anxious to hear the answer to from Matt Rural in the coming half hour, 45 minutes? 
Damon, I'll start with you. Well, I'd, I'd like, I'm from, I would like to get familiarized with the process. Mm -hmm. Like when he finally decided, okay, this is what I want to do. This is the university that I want to be because he was highly sought after. The, he had some issues to work out with Carolina mm -hmm. in terms of the remainder of that contract. And I'm sure it was a little complicated. And then you have to stay focused and, and do your due diligence for your, the next task at hand. He missed football. And uh, why Nebraska and, and the time frame is, is important. I think just diving into his philosophy and, and the culture and how important it is and why that has become such a big part of what he wants to do as a head coach. I want to hear about the staff. Yes. What are you doing with the too, staff? I, I figured somebody I, would go there. I, I, I want to hear about where he's going to go with this thing. But all three are right, and all three are really good answers to hear from. You can hear the Husker band cranking up. Now, vi visual pictures of Trev and Matt Rural walking into the Hawks Championship Center. There he is. Your third first head football coach yeah looking good and with the bold red ties they almost maybe they both got the memo hey let's go with the let's go with the red ties all right we'll let the pride of all nebraska the cornhusker marching band take you the rest of the way followed by words from trev alberts and matt rural will be with you following the press conference